even when communication is difficult and there are hard things to say, it's better to do that and work through them than stuffing it and letting it fester because eventually that frustration or that issue will come out in some way. Thank you for joining us for the Blended Kingdom Families podcast. This podcast is for blended families, the people who love them, and anyone who just wants to improve their marriage and family relationships. BKF exists to break the cycle of divorce, equip marriages, and unite blended families with the truth of God's Word. It is our hope that today you will receive biblical guidance and practical resources that will bring unity and peace to create your thriving, healthy home. Let's jump in. Hey guys, Scott and Vanessa with Blended Kingdom Families. We are so excited that you're here with us today, and we have an amazing guest with us, Andrea Hortonberry, it is great to have you, and we only wish you were here in studio with us, but we will take you via Zoom as well. Yes, thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here via Zoom. (laughs) Well, awesome. Well, you guys, I just want to share a little bit about Andrea with you and just who she is, what she does. She is an author, a speaker, Bible teacher, podcast host, and executive leadership coach. She's also, um, you know, wife of mama as well, which is most important. She's been married for six years, uh, 16 years to her husband, Will, and they have two children together. 16 years. That is a long time, Andrea. Yeah. Next month is 17. So it is really crazy. We got married like right out of college. So (laughs) that's awesome. Well, congratulations on number 17 coming up. But um, Andrea, she is not in a blended family, but she has family members who are in blended families. Um, She hosts the Perfectionist Guide to Mothering, a podcast that equips moms to find freedom Mm. from perfectionism and show up for the life God has for them. And then she's also involved with MOPS, um, where she is on staff there as she encourages and supports and coordinates across the country with that Mm. organization. So Andrea, thank you so much for being with us today. And we're just so excited to dive in today's topic. Yeah, I love it. I was gonna say, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to share today. Well, uh, on top of everything that we just talked about, uh, we're gonna give you an opportunity just to introduce yourself a little bit deeper. Tell us a little bit more about your family, you know, anything that's on your heart to share with the audience. Sure. So I am a resident of Arizona. We live out in Phoenix and we've been here for about 15 years. So we, we love it here, even though it's super crazy hot. It's summer right now. My kids are out of school. So they are, I have a daughter who is 12 and a son who is nine. So we are in the middle years of parenting and every season has its blessings and challenges. And so we're kind of navigating this new season of being middle, uh, middle parents. And it's been fun. Um, I love ministering to families and encouraging parents. I have found in my own journey that God has taught me so much through being a mom and through being a wife. And he has used those, those opportunities, those roles in my life to teach me so many things. And I love being able to in turn pour that encouragement out into others. That's awesome. I love that. That is so good. Well, can you tell us a little bit more about your podcast for those who are listening and watching and, um, you know, just what it's about and kind of your heart behind starting that Andrea? Sure. So I became, you know, when I became a mom, I, had this expectation that I was going to be the perfect mom. And I had lots of expectations of what 
my children would be like. And I was very surprised when we had a daughter because I thought, okay, she's going to be just like I was. And like I am, she's going to be calm. She's going to be passive. And I turned out to have this daughter who's very strong-willed and she's very different than I am. And so, and then we had our son and I just found myself very frustrated by the fact that I was not a perfect mom and that my kids made messes, that they didn't always listen to what I asked them to do. And so it really was a struggle for me, but the Lord really helped me through some biblical counseling that I finally decided I needed to pursue. And through that process, he really helped me to understand why I cling to perfectionism and why I use that. It's really a coping mechanism in, in our lives that we try to control things. We try to make things perfect. And so God used my kids as the catalyst to seek some healing for that and some help. And I, it's been a journey and I've learned so much. And so I really just have a heart to be able to reach moms who are now where I was in that place of struggling with expectations, struggling with not being able to do all the things that maybe culture tells us that we should do to be the perfect mom. And I really just hope to encourage moms and to let them know there's no such thing as being a perfect mom, but you can be a good one with God's help. Man, that's so good. I love that. That is such a beautiful mission because I know that there has to be, you know, whether you're a stepmom, bio mom, you know, mom, I mean, that struggles with that. And um, man, I love that you have that resource for them. And it, oftentimes it's we, when we can speak out of our own brokenness and the things that we've struggled with, it can be that hope and encouragement for people who are going through that very same thing. So that's awesome. Love that. Yeah. I, I, one of the questions that I have, and, and, and maybe I don't relate to this biologically, because I, I know moms you guys have a whole subset of pressures that the husbands just don't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't know the way to say that. I know husbands are out there. You'll agree with me. And I know Vanessa, you'd be like, yeah, I understand. You just don't worry about that. Um, so here's my question um, from the guy's perspective, just so we can identify when a problem exists is I, I think there's a, a healthy expectation of just being a good parent. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. let me just do good things. Let me, let me, you know, try not to yell at my kids too much. Um, you know, let's teach them how to brush their teeth. My question is, is when does it become unhealthy? Mm, at what point do you feel and you talk to moms and you're like, okay, that expectation has become unhealthy? What, what oh, that's, that? such, yeah, that's such a good question. I think that really when we think about when shame enters the equation, that's when it's gone too far. So for, you know, the moms, you know, parents, when we have made a mistake or we're wrestling through something that, you know, maybe we let our kids down or we didn't, we yelled at them. We didn't handle discipline in the right way. We let our emotions get the best of us. When that happens, do we shame ourselves? Do we beat ourselves up about making that mistake, not knowing better? All all those sorts of things, just those negative thoughts that are in our head, if they are shameful and get us stuck, I think that's the Mm. point where we need to say, okay, something's wrong here. Because there are times where maybe, um, you know, we bounce back like, oh, you know, I made a mistake with that. You know, we ask our kids for forgiveness and we bounce back and move forward in grace. 
you know, that really is the goal. But when we get stuck in that shame or when sometimes as parents, we don't like, we don't like to admit this, but sometimes we do end up shaming others as well. So maybe that's shaming our kids, like, you know, you should have known better, or, you know, you, you were bad when you did this or things like that. Or we can, we even do that to our spouse or to other um, relationships that we have. So I think it's when shame enters, we see that as a habitual pattern, that that is a big sign that, that it's gone too far, that something's not right. Yeah, oh, that's so good. That's so good. Well, we're, we're kind of going off of the expectations, Andrea, and I know you speak well, speak to this a lot. And it's just, um, you know, expectations in marriage and addressing this um, <laughs> and communication. I, I <laughs> laugh about that because it's, it's so funny when people are like, this is the marriage I will have. Yeah. And then you're like. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's like a, it's like children, yeah. you know. You're like, oh yeah, my marriage is going to be perfect, just like my child. And then it's like your marriage is this wild and crazy child that's, you know. Am I the child? I, I don't know. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't know who's the child in that group. Uh, but we would love for you to talk about yeah. just addressing expectations in marriage. Uh, again, I, I know a lot of our listeners are sometimes they're they're either preparing to blend their family mm-hmm. and they're really tuned in to trying to do that correctly. Uh, and a lot of that focus is on the children's relationship, yeah. especially in that blended family dynamic. And a lot of our listeners are newly married. So expectations are huge right now. Yeah. So talk to us about addressing expectations in marriage. Sure. I'll share a story from personal experience. So my husband and I had been married about five years and we went to a marriage counselor to just, you know, talk through some things that, that come up and we were sitting in her office and I, I don't know about listeners who are listening, but I had this bad habit of when something was bothering me, instead of telling my husband that something was wrong, I would just kind of be a little passive aggressive and a little bit, you know, letting him know through my body language or my tone of voice that I was bothered. So I would want him to ask me what was wrong. But then when he would ask me what was wrong, I would say nothing because I wanted him to keep asking and keep probing. And then we would have this talk session that that was my expectation. So we were talking this out with a counselor and she looked at me and said, you know, when you say to your husband that nothing is wrong and something is wrong, you're actually lying to him. And that was a huge eye opener to me because I thought, you know, that's not that's not true. But when you really think about it, it is not being truthful. And so I was so grateful that she pointed that out to me. And it it made me realize that even when communication is difficult, and there are hard things to say, it's better to do that and work through them, than stuffing it and letting it fester, because eventually, that frustration or that issue will come out in some way. Maybe it's two months from now when something else happens that we're keeping track of along the way. So that communication piece is really, really important. And then I think also just, you know, expectations that we have for each other, we need to analyze those and think, okay, I think pastor one time say, don't have any expectations of your spouse at all whatsoever. And I thought in theory, that sounds great. But I think just as humans, we, we do have some expectations sometimes of like, okay, this is your chore. This is my chore. This is your role. This is my role. So I don't know that we can, you know, get those expectations down to zero. But what I think is helpful is to analyze 
is this a realistic expectation? Mm-hmm. And, and going back to me expecting my husband to read my mind and want him to ask me over and over, that's not a realistic expectation <laughs> to have of somebody. Only God can read our minds. So, so removing that expectation from him really was helpful. And it helps when we do that with our kids and other relationships too. Absolutely. Can I just say amen? Like men cannot <laughs> read minds. I, I am 100% convinced that that is the case. I, yes. I do know that. That's awesome. That is the truth, yep. <laughs> We're shaking our heads in marriage because the expectation question is always so fun. Right. Um, Love and, it. and again, I, uh, I, I just want to encourage those people who are listening. You know, again, you know, we have to learn to be married. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a this is a this is an art. This is a practice. You don't hundred percent know your spouse. You need to get to know each other through time. Mm. Uh, I love what you said about hey, we went to counseling. A lot of couples yeah. miss that step and just continue along in that rut, and they don't get help. Um, so when you see something, even small stuff comes up, yeah. it's always good to go see a counselor, and you may get that eye-opening piece of information right. that you're like, hey, when I say nothing, I'm lying, because there is something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I love that you said that and definitely uh, would, would agree with that advice. Yeah. Well, and you know, Andrea, for someone who's listening that maybe struggle, like, I don't know how to take expectations off of my spouse or even their children or members <coughs> of their family. How, how can one release expectations and embrace what is in their marriage and in their family? Mm. Learn some that's steps. Great, yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Again, I, like I said, I think if we can lower our expectations, try to get them down as close to zero as we can, that, that is helpful. And And I've learned to replace the word expectations with the word expectancy. Mm. So they sound the same, but they're, they have different meanings. So expectation is like, this is what I want you to do for me. This is what, you know, in my mind, this is who you are. This is what you do. But expectancy really is a heart that is open and willing to accept what is instead of maybe what you are trying to control or what Mm. you're wanting. So, so think, you know, in marriage, if you are expecting your spouse to, you know, keep your house clean all the time, do all the errands or cooking or, you know, whatever those things are, instead of taking note when they don't happen, maybe instead you can lower those expectations and then get excited for what does happen or be grateful for what those things that your spouse does do for you or that your kids do and just have a heart that's open to embrace your reality versus this this world of expectations that we create in our own head no that's so good yeah i i love that and 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 i would just add one more thing you know one of the things that i i love to think about you know especially in marriage you know these day-to-day expectations they really do add up they really do. Yeah. We, I, I would love to be in a world where my marriage expectations were really, you know, low. Uh, but that's just, that's, it's just not the case. I mean, uh, I, I, I think of so much of Vanessa, and I, I know her capabilities are high. So my expectations are high sometimes. Um, the one thing that I think about a lot, especially if I'm frustrated, is that, you know, just see your spouse the way God sees them. Mm-hmm. You know, again, God looks at us with a pure lens of love. And, and if that's, if I can visualize that and just look at Vanessa that way and go, you know what? God loves her. I love her. You know, she may not be having the best day or it may not have met my expectations, but let's just, you know, let's just choose that way. 
uh, I think that's another thing couples can do uh, just to kind of get them through day to day. Well, and then just, like you said, embracing who they are. Like, you're just weird sometimes. I love you. But you're just weird. You know, so it's just like, okay, Lord, like, that's how you made him, you know? Yeah. And that's how you made Vanessa. That's how, you know, you made Scott. And so, and just embracing, you know what, this is this is who they are. Um, you know, not trying to change them in a way that's... Um, that's altering, you know, the, mm -hmm. the identity or, or, you know, how God created them to be and continue to, to design them into the person that he's created them to be. Um, but, you know, someone that's encouraging and lifts them up. Can I express my weirdness here for a second? Sure. So I, I, I love this idea of embracing imperfection. Do, do we all remember the first time we got a car? Like our first car? It wasn't impressive, but it was ours. And we embraced okay. that concept. I love that, you know, having a husband and wife you know, you know, they may not be perfect and you may not have met every expectations, mm -hmm. but they're yours mm -hmm. and just hold them close and understand that that's what God's provided for you. They have everything you need. Mm -hmm. uh, you have everything they need, um, but you just have to embrace that. That's my weirdness coming out. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I One thing to add that I just, I wrote an article recently about this dynamic between spouses and about how sometimes we can complain about our spouse and things that they do that maybe is annoying. So maybe you have a spouse that talks a lot and, and you start to complain about that. Could we turn that into a compliment and see, you know, okay. that you love that your spouse shares so much with you and think about that positively versus, you know, thinking of it mm -hmm. negatively. So just like you're saying, yeah. none of us are perfect. The only perfect person, you know, ever walked the earth was Jesus. So we we need to realize that about our spouse, about our kids, other people, and then embrace the things about them that you love. But then also even those quirky things, even those things that get on your nerves, try to see them for what they are, a positive light. You can laugh about them because when we turn it around to us, we want our spouses to still love us and give us grace despite our imperfections or the things that that we do that get on their nerves it goes both ways absolutely absolutely mm. well andrea if you had a blended family sitting in front of you right now given the ministry and you know that's a lot of the people who are listening and watching um what big nugget of advice or wisdom or just encouragement or hope that would you just want to um instill to them or just empower them with? Oh, great question. I think it would be to seek God's wisdom as you are blending your family, as there are so many different personality dynamics and you, you know, have uh, multiple sets of parents and those things. I think just keep seeking God's wisdom. And I love James chapter one, verses two through five. And it talks about to consider it joy when we face trials. And I know that in blended family situations, there are just some of those trials that, that are unique to blended families. And that can be discouraging and disheartening sometimes, but mm. God grows us through those trials. And as we learn to persevere and become mature, you know, God's doing a work in us. And then I love, and I think it's verse five of that chapter that God talks about we can always ask him for wisdom and he will give it to us. So I would say just seek wisdom for all of those different dynamics that mm. you work through in a blended family. Oh, that's so good. I love that. It's so good. Well, our last question that we always ask uh, is the name of our ministry, Blended Kingdom Families. 
What is a blended kingdom family to you? I love that question as well. I I was thinking about how all families really are blended families. And as we are raising our, our families to seek God, to glorify God, to keep the kingdom in mind, that really is what came to mind. I even was thinking about the church overall. Like we are a big blended family who is seeking God, trying to um, you know, do the best we can to tell others about Jesus and live out lives of faith. So I think it's that putting God first as we have different uh, you know, dynamics of personalities and people in our families and just trying to glorify God through the process of doing life together. Oh, that's so awesome. That's so that's beautiful. Sweet. I love that. Well, Andrea, can you tell our audience and listeners where they can find you, follow you, website, any of your social handles? Absolutely. So the podcast, first of all, is uh, The Perfectionist Guide to Mothering. So wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, it's it's there. You'll be able to find it. I'm on Instagram at Andrea Fortenberry. And then my website is AndreaFortenberry.com. Awesome. That Love is so it. much fun. Well, we are so... Yeah. Just so honored and, and humbled to have you here with us today. We love that we brought some light to this topic. I, mm-hmm. I hope that it was encouraging to the listeners and watchers. Yes. Uh, I know that we picked up a lot of stuff from it. So thank you for being here with us, uh, Andrea. And we are just excited to, to see what God's going to do through your, your ministry and podcast. Yes. And you guys, if you have not already left us a review on our iTunes or Apple podcast, any podcast platform, we just want to encourage you to do so. We love hearing back from you and your feedback. It's so Mm. encouraging. And I know families who look up the podcast and read it are encouraged as well. So I want to read this um, from Empowered, Enriched, and Encouraged. Well, it says Empowered, Enriched, Encouraged. And they gave five stars. Thank you. Boom. Boom. It said, I woke up this morning ready to throw in the towel in any direction I could. I looked for encouragement in the form of podcasts and stumbled across this one. Two episodes in and I'm more than prepared to con- uh, to continue on my journey. Thank you for this. So um, again, you guys, I mean, it, it just continues to bring encouragement to people. And we're just so honored and just give mm-hmm. God all the glory for that. So if you haven't subscribed to our um, YouTube channel, do that so you don't miss a notification every week when the podcast comes out. Guys, hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Be blessed in all that you do. Take care. Hey guys, so glad you were here with us today and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And you can find more resources from Blended Kingdom Families at blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Join us again next time as we hang out with more amazing podcast guests. And remember, nothing will be impossible with God.